Blog Talk Radio. Coach, can you hear me? One more. Coach, can you hear me Fine now? guy. Coach with the coach, most coming at you our, coast to coast. Apologies, our, our technology was a little iffy here. I'm in a, 
the backwoods country at a show today, but I'm glad we have you on because we have a big match next week. Yes, we do. So anyway, we've got uh, the ECW original Gary Wolf calling in, and also the Taskmaster is supposed to call in too. Hopefully the technical dis- uh, difficulties didn't uh, catch him off guard and think that we weren't on or whatever, but I imagine they're I still going to be not. here. But anyway, let's start this off the right way. Coach Mark Jones, the coach with the most, coming at you from coast to coast here in Puyallup, Washington at the Coach's Corner Training Center, getting ready for next week, WUW, with a real school army comes at one more time. Ron Von Hess and his madness, killer elite, Shinsuku, serial squad, whatever the hell they want to call themselves, it ain't going to matter. Their time is almost up. And, and uh, we also want to say we, re- we thank you, Sign Guy. You're one of the greatest out there. And we hear you're going to be there. We also hear that Darth Carter might be there. And just like that GW, huh? That it is. Darth Carter's supposed to be there next week. I heard a rumor, and just like you know, we have debunked that rumor so many times in NGW. We had you and Darth Carter in the same ring, while while you've seen the demise demise of Darth Carter many times, and even got to put the boots to him yourself. So I sure we'll did. see what happens. Now, my understanding, Coach, is it is an elimination six-man tag. Is that correct? That's what they're trying to get. Uh, we're gonna see, we'll see what happens. Uh, Hank Miller is the guy uh, pulling the strings down there. So expect anything to happen. Absolutely. I believe we have one of your partners. Do we have Coach's partner with us? Yes. How are you guys? Doing great, Mr. Thorne. How are you? Good. What's happening? Well, we got Gary Wolf ready to come down here to kick Ron Von Hess's ass one more time with you in our corner, and we're so grateful. Okay. Sounds great. What do you got for him? I think what we need to do, Coach, is just watch Gary Wolf destroy the legend here, Ron Von Hess. Yes, exactly. I think Ron's days are up. Yep. What time does the show start? Did you mention that? It's uh, signed. Do you have the details on that? I believe the doors open at 6 with a 6.30 bell time. Okay. And don't forget, uh, Gary Wolf's got a seminar before the show. Yes, 4.30 for the seminar. That's great. So this should be very interesting if the people... In the Northwest, I haven't seen Gary Wolf. He was one of the mainstays of ECW. Yes. Uh, he was one and of he's... the part of Pitbull. So 
sign guy you know a lot about. Why don't you talk about him? He's nobody to be Gary fooled Wolf. with. Yeah, I know uh, Gary Wolf, like you said, was a member of the Pit Bulls with Anthony Durant. They were ECW tag team champions multiple times. They were managed by ECW original manager Francine. They were a great, great team. Gary Wolf had a singles run after that. He wrestled for CZW in Philadelphia. He's worked all over the world. Fantastic wrestler. Yes, he is. So, Coach, what is... What do you think is going to happen? You know that we're going to be destroying people in that ring. Um, we got yeah. news for these guys. We're going to be showing them the lights. They will be going down. And uh, they're going to be hurting for certain, too. I can tell you that much right now. Now, Coach, you've fought Vaughn Hash but many, many times. Do you have a special strategy for next week that maybe Ron's not seen out of you? Yeah, Kevin's got some secret stuff up his sleeve that we will be listening to him and watching Gary, like like Kevin said. And we didn't, we don't want to let it out of the bag yet. I don't blame you there. Well, guys, oh. I, uh, I, 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 I'd be glad to see both of you, one of the best referees in the history of wrestling and the coach of the decade. So thanks, I'll Kevin. be seeing you next through. Thanks, guys. Thank you so, thank you so much, Taskmaster. We love you, brother. We love you. Bye-bye. Uh, we'll see you next week. Well, Coach, there you all go. Right. Your manager has a secret strategy. He knows all about Gary Wolf. He'll have his third eye on him. Sounds like you've got things under control. We do, and we got a newcomer coming in, a rebranded wrestler, Moondog Ace. This guy is nobody to be messed with either. This guy is going to be taking names also, believe that. Have you seen his promo pictures or his uh, his promo yet? I did see the pictures, yeah. Okay, yeah. That that bone is nothing to be messing with. Well, you know, I'm just an old, like, protege of a bunch of Memphis guys. I'm very familiar with the Moondogs. So a Moondog coming back to the Northwest, that's going to be a huge deal. Yeah, he's nobody to be messed with. You know, we got the top people in the real school army. And we've had some of the top people in the real school army that we've faced off against Ron Von Hess so many times. But you know what? We're tired of wrestling this guy, okay? Because we're going to be putting the boots to him one last time. <laughs> of course, I believe your other partner is with us. There he is. Hey, brother. What's happening? The pit bull is in the house. And, yeah, I am coming to Seattle, Washington, to kick Ron Von Hess's ass and put him out of wrestling. <laughs> nice. He's a dastardly well, dude. He, that's what he needs. 
Well, I had been, I've been hearing all this talk about him, so for me to get off my couch in Florida and fly across the country better have a lot of bubble gum. I'll be chewing bubble gum and kicking ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum when I get there, believe me. Nice. And I, we hear there's a lot of people coming to your seminar to get schooled also. Listen, my seminars ain't no fucking joke. People fucking... I'm not going to lie to you guys, okay? People don't want to do my seminar because my seminar is old school. I trained at the Monster Factory, the legendary Monster Factory, with guys like the Godfather, Bam Bam Bigelow, guys that I could sit here and fucking talk for an hour and give you names, that people that came out of that facility and became something. I've owned two of my own wrestling schools. They were called the Animal House, okay? I worked one with the ECW, me and my partner in Philadelphia, and we did another one in, in Pennsylvania as well. So our, what I do in my school is, number one, I teach you psychology. Number two, you have to be in condition. That means you got to be able to, if somebody says go in the ring and work for an hour, if you can't work an hour, you got problems. So I make sure when you come to my seminars, you're not only going to learn something, but you're going to have the best workout you ever had in your life. Because for 45 minutes, I'm going to torture you, and then you get in the ring and work out. And that's how my school is. It's called the circle of pain. Most people that know about it, they fear it. But I've had many people that would come, 30, 40 guys would come to my school and get trained by me. And I've trained many hardcore guys, okay, many hardcore guys. Uh, I'll give you an example. Wife Beater, one of them. Tread Acid, another one. Devin Storm, another one. A lot of hardcore wrestlers been through my Johnny Cashmere, the Backseat Boys, Billy Real. I trained Velvet Sky. I've trained a lot of people. And that's what I do best, is I make sure you're in shape before you get in the ring. Nice. And and just like they say, you forgot more than most people know, you know. <laughs> you ain't shitting, bro. What happens is when you get in you get in the ring and you start working, things start coming back to you. You know what I mean? It's crazy. You know? Yeah. So how's it go? How's it out there where you guys are? Where am I talking just, to you from? I'm here in Puyallup, Washington. Where are you at, Sign? I am currently at Fulton, Washington, waiting for my show to start. Okay, and what what uh, organization is that? Timber Pro Wrestling, which has its very first show later this afternoon. Nice. Uh, All right. First show you're doing today. That's good. Good for you guys. Yeah. yeah more wrestling many in the promotions. Northwest is good for us. Yes. Sweet. Where's uh, Moondog? Chat- where's Moondog? Hey, Seth. Um, he might be calling in. He said he doesn't know if he can call in. So uh, I'm hoping he calls in before the show's over. Taskmaster already called in. Let Sign Guy know that we... We got all the tricks up the sleeve, and we got you in our corner. And Taskmaster let us know one thing we need to do is watch you destroy Ron Von Hess. 
That's right. I had a little technical difficulties doing a video. I'm going to fix it up and get that out to you, uh, just so you know that. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. I, I met Kevin Sullivan in 1988. I just started going to professional wrestling school, the Monster Factory. I met him in Daytona Beach, Florida. He was living with his wife at the time, Nancy. I never met the guy in my life. I knew who he was because I was a wrestling fan. Uh, of course, I knew who he was because I was going to wrestling school. When I did meet him and see him, uh, it was really awesome because we were in the gym. One second. Yeah, we were in the gym training, me and a friend of mine, because we went down to Daytona with about seven guys, you know, to go half at it with a bunch of bitches down here and get laid because of spring break. So uh, he's in the gym working out. I walked up to him and introduced myself. I said, hello, my name's Gary Wolf. Nice to meet you. I, I'm, I'm going in the business. I just started. I'm green as grass. I don't know shit. I said, but I just know one thing that I was already taught was respect. And I walked up to him, introduced myself, shook his hand. He told me who he was. And that caught his eye. That right there gave him, like, who's this fucking kid? You know what I mean? Because I was young. I wasn't even drinking age yet, maybe 20 years old or not even. And uh, after his workout was done and we were almost finishing up, I remember he walked up to us. And he told me, he's like, listen, Gary, why don't you come to my house and hang out tonight for dinner? You know, Nancy's going to make dinner, and I want you to come over. I was just like nice. in shock. I, I had, like, I thought maybe he was coming over to kick my ass or something, you know what I mean, at the time. <laughs> I mean, we're talking when Kevin Sullivan was in fucking fun, fantastic shape, unbelievable shape. And, uh, yeah. yeah, man, he fucking said, come over. And I remember he said, I'm the only tower on the beach in Daytona. I'm the only one there. So he, we couldn't miss it, you know. So we drove down A1A, went to the tower, went upstairs, beautiful fucking condo, bro, right on the beach. And I remember because he was booking at that time for NWA. So he was he, he kept running back and forth in, you know, we're in the living room at the kitchen table partying, you know, hanging out. And Kevin just kept running back and forth because the phone just kept ringing, you know, and back then, I mean, we didn't have cell phones and all kinds of shit like that. So it was really fucking cool, man. And then me making that relationship with him and knowing him and introducing myself to him, he introduced me to other people like King Curtis from Hawaii, Don Morocco mm -hmm. from Hawaii, the wild Samoans who I ended up working all the time. And that's what actually helped our career, me and my partner, as the Pitbulls. I mean, we were working against the 80 guys, the guys from the 80s, the stars from the 80s, like the Wild Samoan, yeah. Cowboy Bob Orton. You know, these are the guys that were breaking us in. I mean, my first tour was in New Zealand, and we had a two-week tour against the British Bulldogs. And then there was the American right. Pitbulls versus the British Bulldogs. We sold out 55,000 people in the Olympic Stadium. Okay. Damn. No bullshit, man. And I'm not bullshitting you. That was our first tour we ever did. And it taught us a lesson because in this business, you learn things as it comes. You, you know, they're not going to tell you about it. You're going to have to experience it. 
So I remember yeah. sitting in the locker room, you know, Larry, he's managing us and uh, walked across. He's like, I'm going to go talk to the Bulldogs. I'll be back. You know, he comes back and I'm like, what's up? He's like, there ain't no finish. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's <laughs> like, there ain't. So in other words, these guys, the British Bulldogs, that Dynamite Kid and Davy Boy Smith were looking at us like we're a bunch of fucking punk ass bitches. And if they, if we want them to respect us, we have to prove it to them. So they told my, they told our manager straight up, I want a 45 minute match. I want to see what these guys can do. And then we'll, we'll call it to go home in the ring. I said, no problem. You know, my partner said, no problem. So, I mean, the first, part of the test was getting into the ring and that's what we did and we passed that right off the bat because honestly Davy Boy and Dynamite thought we weren't going to go they thought we were going to chicken out and in front of 55,000 bro I don't care how much <laughs> stuff you smoke they ain't going to get you that high but 55,000 <laughs> people will get you high bro I was like my hair was standing up in the back of my neck I couldn't believe how many people <laughs> I mean, I've been in front of 26,000, 27, maybe 30, but 55,000 people, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And we were a main event match. And we don't even have a finish, okay? So we're fucking <laughs> shit. <clears throat> Did our match, came back and, you know, got drunk that night, went to sleep. I woke up the next day around 7 o'clock in the morning because we're all hurting and shit. So I figured, you know, I'll go across the hall. And I'll go see Larry and find out, you know, what's up, you know, what they say or anything. I walk in the door. I don't even knock because it was open. It was open a crack. So I just walked. I thought that was Larry Sharp's room. It was actually the Bulldog's room. So Dynamite and Dainty Boy were staying in that room. And I just walked in and I just went, oh, fuck. Like, I just woke up and now I'm going to get an ass beaten. You know, that's what I was thinking. And... It was like a three-second pause, and they were just like, they got up, started laughing, hugging me. They grabbed my partner, brought him across the hall, brought him in the room. And before you know it, man, we're, we're actually drink At 11 a.m., they're already done half a bottle of VO, these guys. And they're drinking <laughs> like a man. I mean, that's, they're crazy. And we had a blast. Like I said, after that day, when I went in there that morning, and they were just like, they sat us down, you know, and they talked to us seriously. They go, look, you know, you passed the test. We didn't think you were going to show up in the ring. We honestly thought you weren't going to show. I said, no fucking way, bro. This is what we want to do for a living. He goes, good. This is our life. This is what we're planning. He's like, good. You know, and that, they opened the door for us. Like, they helped us. Because what they did was they spread the word. You know, because the next time yeah. I went to New Zealand, we wrestled the Guerrero Brothers. And that's right, uh-huh. Eddie Guerrero's dad and Rey Mysterio's dad, okay? I worked them, okay? So we went back numerous times to New Zealand. Once it was the Bushwhackers versus the American Pitbulls. They were like our first four or five major tours in the business that we ever did. But we got to work against guys that, I mean, those two weeks I learned, in two weeks I couldn't learn in a year, in a wrestling school, wow. you know, because you're actually in the ring doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> you got any more Kevin Sullivan stories? Oh, 
<laughs> I actually had a wrestle. I wrestled Kevin a couple times myself. I never thought that would happen either. But I ended That's up wrestling nice. Yeah, I've wrestled a lot of people that I would never have thought I'd been in the would be in the ring with. Terry Funk, uh, me and my partner actually wrestled the Funk brothers. You know, not only the Guerrero brothers, we wrestled the Funk brothers. We we've been we were the, we graduated in 1980. We went to school in '88. By 1990, two years later, we were already in Japan wrestling for the. New Japan tag team titles against Hase and Sasaki. And we were only two years in the business. Nice. You know, yeah, and I'm not sure. I got... I've had many opportunities to work for Vince McMahon. I've turned him down. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It wasn't the first time he, he wanted us. We were in North Carolina working for South Atlantic. Who was there with us? The Nasty Boys. Uh, Ken Shamrock, who was called Vince Torelli, uh, Kataka, who was called Chris Chavis, his real name. I mean, these were guys that were there who were being prepared, you know, to go to WWF or to WCW. So, you know, we 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 knew where where we were going. It just wasn't like we didn't know what we were going to do at the time. And then before you know it, Tokyo Joe from Canada who trained wrestlers himself and had his own school was a, you know, an agent for new Japan pro wrestling. And then when he saw me and my partner, uh, he lit up, man. He liked us a lot where he would send, like it, it opened the door up for South Atlantic, you know, or North Atlantic, whatever you wanted to call it. Cause I worked for Paul Jones and George Scott, but then opened it up for them because we were using new Japan people back then and we were only on TV in North Carolina. It wasn't like we were on national television. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. you know, we were working out. Every day we'd get up and go to Ricky Steamboat, had a weightlifting gym down the street. We'd work out there. Ric Flair would always be there doing Stairmaster. Uh, on the way home, on the way back to the hotel, we always had to bring a case or two cases of beer because we were in the stud stable with uh, Robert Fuller and Matt Bourne and the nasties. So it was like, you know, we were in that click. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I, we would have been in WWF before the nasty boys were. Okay. Because we had the straps. You know, when the nasty yeah. boys, yeah. When the nasty boys were in North Carolina, they were heels right off the bat. We came in as baby faces, and I'm not going to lie. We sucked. I, I couldn't, it was so much more difficult for me to, be a character, a baby character instead of a heel character. And I remember I would I would beg George Scott and Paul Jones, I would beg them every time we did TV, you know, I'd be like, come on, can you let us do a heel promo, please? I'm telling you, we can wrestle heel. We're good. We're good. And, they, and they're looking at us because we're young. We're all young kids, and we had baby faces. I mean, we didn't look mean, you know. The only thing we had going for us is we were working out so much that we were actually kind of big. You know, we were the biggest guys in the locker room, you know, uh, except when John Studd would show up. You know, that guy's a monster. But uh, it, yeah. just, it worked out that way. I mean, you know, we're working out at, at, Ricky, at Ricky Steamboat's gym. I mean, when we were there training, Lee Haney was there working out. Our Vanda Holyfield would be there working out. 
you know, yeah. besides Rick Flair, you know. I mean, we would always see Rick because we lived in Charlotte. We lived right on Independence Boulevard at a condo, me and my partner got. And believe this, bro, it was only $485 a month. That's how awesome Yeah, I mean, back then, it was great. Hey, Sign. Yeah, Coach. So uh, if uh, Moondog happens to call in, I think if he does, he's probably only able to call in for five minutes. Let us know. And then I was wondering if you had any questions for Gary. I think my biggest question for Gary Wolf is, have you been scouting out the opponents, Von Hess and his partner? Do you have a plan to beat these guys next week? Uh First of all, I will never, I would never tell you my plan because I wouldn't want them to know my plan. Uh, but just so you know, there is a plan set, especially if you have Kevin Sullivan there. You know, you figure Von Hess, Squatch, and his other partner, it's just going to be a bloodbath, man. I mean, I'm preparing myself to go in there and just destroy every person I can get my hands on. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. This is business. I don't fuck around when it comes to business. If somebody's paying me to do a job, I'm going to do a job the best possible way I can do it and inflict the most pain possible. I will have the person tap out. I will make Von Hess tap out. That's how bad I'm going to put pain on him. He's going to have to beg me to stop. And especially Squatch thinks he's some type of monster. We're going to show him what the what the real school army's got for him. Yeah. Uh, I'm, it's a pleasure to be involved with this, and I'm very thankful that you, you brought me in to take care of business. You're one person that knows that I can get the job done. So you must have talked to people for the coach to bring yeah. me in. Kevin, let us know you were the guy, so uh, that's why we came. We we made a a beeline right for you, brother. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm very glad that uh, Kevin's going to be there in our corner. Uh, I think it's going to be a very good evening, and I really hope a lot of guys do show up for that seminar. Uh, it'll be interesting. You'll you'll learn some stuff. Uh, do some Q&A, you know, spots that you guys probably never even done before or heard of or seen, you know. Uh, I'm a tech specialist by trade. I'm also a single wrestler, but I am a tag team specialist. Nice. And uh, you're going to be refing that night, right, Sign? I believe so. Nice. Good. Sign know, one of the best referees in the Northwest. Well, listen, it's no bullshit. Referees have a lot, a lot of. I mean, you guys have a lot of stuff on your shoulders, man. It's not, it's no easy job being a referee. You have to know everything, you know, during that match. So guys out there that ref, people don't give them, you know, their due. You should start because, I mean, a referee to me is my best friend. He's telling me my times. You know, he's telling me, you know, 
tell, ask him. You know, I tell him, you tell me when he's tapping, and I'll let go. I'm not letting go until you tell me to. So, I mean, they're the ones that are out <laughs> there, you know, they're protecting people. So, it's a tough job, but somebody has to do it. And not That's only is Simon one of the best, best, best referees, you've been doing this show for like 10 years now, ain't you? We have indeed, Coach. One of the best shows there is, too. Appreciate you having us on. Oh, we definitely yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, you guys got a good thing going here. You keep it up. And like I said, anybody out there listening, show up at that show. September 18th, be there, okay, because you're going to see history. You're going to see the best wrestling. It's been a while. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are, you know, been tied in their house and locked down, and it's time to let loose and get free, man. You know what I mean? Exactly, and then the real school army is always scouting for talent, so that's another reason to be there. True that. And now that I'm part of that group, the old school army? Is that what you call it? Real school army. Ah, uh, I like that better because we're real. Deal. <laughs> and, and then we are old school all the way, though, brother. You believe that? To be nowadays. Uh, what'd you guys think of seeing CM Punk show up on AEW? I like it. I'm a fan of his. Is I like you sign. I like people Excuse coming me. back and making a difference. I actually think it's a good thing because I'm tired and tired and tired of every time a wrestling promotions in Chicago, they're saying you're going to show up. I'm just glad finally they did it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. He had a real, he had a pretty good match with Darby. They took it easy. Uh, it, it entertained the crowd. Uh, if you're a real guy in our business, you might have thought you've seen that match before. <laughs> but then again, if you're not in our business, you saw that match for the first time. It was a pretty good match. Nice. Well, guys, All I right. have a booking here in a while, so but first, I believe we do have the Moon Dog with us, so let me jump on that real quick. We have the moon dog with us. <laughs> What's up, moon, moon dog? dog. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> moon dog ace in the house. Uh, uh, yes. Oh, wait. Let's see. Oh, no, that is QT disguised as a moon dog. QT. Yes. I, I was I was undercover, yes, as a moon dog. Oh, you were. Okay. Yes. Okay. QT I was wondering game. how Coach Mike Jones is doing in fantasy baseball. Well, you know, brother, you were beating me for about five minutes, but that, that title's mine, brother. <laughs> I, I predict a, ba- a big comeback today, yes Okay, we'll see Yes, it's like it's like 
I, I'm behind in a in a steel cage match, and then I apply a drop toe hold with my pitcher. <laughs> nice. Yeah, me and me and QT are in this fantasy baseball. I'm a sixteen one and three, and Dan's like he's right on my heels, and then we're in the playoffs together. So it's it's interesting. Very interesting. Yes. You guys aren't so going to cut the Bulls cut? next week, are you? <laughs> Maybe. Hey, QT, do you got any of those questions for Gary? Um, not not at the moment. I mean, he he can tell us. I I would like to know his top three comedy movies of all time, and that can tell a lot about a wrestler. What are your top three comedy movies? Wow. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I mean, I like Step Brothers, I guess. Okay. Uh, what about Mary? That was pretty freaking funny. Uh, comedy, comedy. Hmm. I'm more like action drama. <laughs> well, how about Tommy Boy? <laughs> oh, fucking awesome. <laughs> awesome movie. Tommy Boy was There awesome. you go. Yeah, are I mean, there any of... Are there right. any truths to the rumors from my wrestling sources in Shelton, Washington that one of your favorite uh, parts of Tommy Boy was when they were in their car at the gas station and Dave Spade goes into the convenience store and Tommy Boy pulls the car forward and then back and almost rips his door off and places it back, pulls forward, places the uh, door back, and David Spade comes out, and he he uh, goes to open up the door, and it almost falls off, and Tommy Boy goes, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, that was a funny movie. How about when the whole cabin went down the hill? <laughs> oh, yes. That was pretty crazy. That movie was good. Uh Oh, okay. I'm trying to think of what other funny movies. It's been so long. I mean, I love Adam Sandler. He's got some pretty fucking funny movies, too. Uh, but I'm, like, into, like, uh, I like, uh, like, Pulp Fiction, Snatch. I like, uh, yeah, I'm into, like, uh, Guy Ritchie stuff, uh, Quentin Tarantino, Rodriguez. I'm into those directors. They're like my favorite directors. Movies. Hey, and you oh, got okay. you got you got to say that Pulp Fiction is one of the most fucked up movies of all time. <laughs> I mean, it's a great show, but it's out there. It's a fucking great movie, man. When <laughs> Bruce Willis says Zed's dead, he means Zed's dead. That's going to be Ron Von Hess. Dead. <laughs> With the ball in his mouth. That's right. That's right. Telling him, Don't who's his daddy? I, I have... I'm not getting into that. I might scare too many people. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I have a pre-show meeting I need to get to, so I need to okay. kind of wrap this up in the next few minutes, but Gary Wolf next Saturday at the Key Peninsula Civic Center in Vaughn, Washington. 
you want to tell them what you're going to do to Von Hess and his partners? I'm going to do what I'm getting paid to do, and that's to beat people up and take them out. And then, hey, how do, how do people get a hold of you, Gary? Uh, you can check me out on Facebook under Gary Wolf, or you can go to the original ECW, Gary Wolf, uh, Mad Dog of War. Uh, I also have a Twitter. I couldn't tell you the number of it, <laughs> but I'm out there. Uh, get in touch with me anytime you want. I do podcasts, seminars, working. Uh, I'm only 54, and I'm still looking fucking great, and I'm still ready to kick ass. All right, Coach, you want to lay it out there, how the people find you, and what are you going to do next week? You know, like I said, we got news for these guys, and they are going down, and Gary is going to be putting the school – Doing the school with the real school army. Are you there? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And then uh, you can you can find me at Facebook at Coach Mike Jones, Michael D. Jones. I'm also on Twitter at Coach Mike Jones, Instagram at Coach Mike Jones, YouTube at Coach Mike Jones. Also, the real school army and Coach Mike Jones, a coach with the most, coming at you from coast to coast. Look at him. You don't need to brag, but you've got to boast. Now, give a toast to the coach with the most before he starts That's to That's right, brother. Thanks a lot, Gary. Right. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Stein. Thanks, QT. Turnbuckle, we, we appreciate it and love you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. I will see everybody next week in Vaughn. Thanks again. <laughs>